0: It's going to be a very, very intense
1: journey.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 77 of Frame Skip. I am Austin Eller and I'm joined by the coach himself, Kyle Newman. How's it going, coach? It's going good. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yes. I'm also joined by George. Mac Jones Loftus. How's it going? That's right,
2: baby. (laughs) Patriots going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a Patriots (laughs) Cowboys showdown.
0: Would that, I mean, what would you guys do? Would you guys like hate each other for the rest of your lives if that happened? You and coach? Yeah, coach and I would make a bet. Loser has to shave his head. (laughs) There you go. Oh, wow. High stakes for coach over there. That's right. High stakes.
2: Oh Well, our team's already played this year. Patriots and Cowboys already That's played. True. And that was a great game. Like, the Patriots have lost a lot. I think we're 6-4 and four now. But, like, the Buccaneers game was, like, played in a hurricane. And that came down to, a, like, a 56-yard field goal that, like, just barely missed. The c- game with the Cowboys was, like, an overtime shootout. That was, like, a great game. I don't feel bad about losing that. The Cowboys are a great team. So, like, we're in it. Like, I know we've, we're 6-4. We don't and have, like, the best record. But, like, those
0: are close those losses
1: there
0: well speaking of losses we're also joined by Seth something's lake house I don't know what I don't know if you even have a nickname at this point the Seth. scat man oh the scat man there you go <laughs> there you go the scat man
1: <laughs>
0: you Seth, have the energy
2: you? sorry Seth has the energy of a dad who just discovered weed <laughs> <laughs>
3: i feel like this is just my constant state
0: seth you you left us you've been gone for months yeah why do you hate us so much
3: i mean i i was
0: on to bigger and better things you know Okay. and
3: and you just you weren't you weren't doing it for me anymore
0: there's not I much bigger. off
2: beating up other games industry folk to prove his <laughs> yeah. metal as the toughest ones yeah <laughs> Did we talk about like you being worried about fighting Greg Miller because he had such long arms? Like that's just like really good reach. Like was that a conversation? Oh, no. we, dude,
3: we that was
4: whip his ass. Man. That was your I worry, George. Him. I said okay. I
3: he wouldn't land a single hit. Like okay,
0: <laughs> Greg looks like he has a weak chin.
4: Hell yes,
3: dude.
0: Well, well, now he has a child, so like there's a lot of ways to exploit his weakness as well. You know? Yeah, I'm sure he's and tired. There's a lot of like super villain type things you can do to Greg. Too. I would
3: just like get over top and be like, you're. Kid is always gonna remember you as the guy that got knocked out. And just walk <laughs> away. Yeah.
0: You know. So, Seth, how are you, buddy? It's it's been a while.
3: I am fantastic. I am exactly the same I was I was six months ago.
0: That's good. I'm just Glad working
3: night shift now, so I'm perpetually tired. And um that's all I gotta say about that.
2: Wait, has it been six months since you've been on the show?
3: I don't know. No, I, it hasn't been that long, but I am. Maybe a
2: month or two.
3: I am the same as I was six months ago.
2: Okay, well, because it simultaneously feels like you haven't been on the show in two weeks and
0: also two years.
3: <laughs> so much has happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back, Seth. We're going to, to have you back for this episode, at least. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So we're, we've got a fun episode for you guys. We're going to uh, talk about some, some Xbox stuff, because this week is the 20th anniversary of, of Xbox, and. Halo combat evolved but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit we'll first jump into our games we've been playing and as our esteemed guest Seth what what games of note have you been playing in the past six months since you've been gone I want to uh, know about all of them
1: so
3: <laughs> I don't know where I was I did end up beating Trails of cold steel 3 a while back okay. and I immediately jumped into tales of a rise and that game is fantastic. Uh, Tales of Arise. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's probably the best RPG I've played since Persona Five. Uh just got like a really pertinent story about like racism and class divide and stuff like that, and it takes a big twist at the end. It's pretty cool. And then I started playing a bunch of Alan Wake, trying to grind through that mess and complete the story. Um, what does that mean? That means the game has not <laughs> aged well at all, awesome. uh,
0: Austin.
3: <laughs> to be I, fair, I haven't I'm played it in like ten years. I'm sorry, the game just hasn't aged well. But you know what I hate most about about it? I think I could handle it if you didn't have to hold the flashlight on the enemies for so long until you could actually damage them. I I, I wish that if, as long as they were in sight, you could you you could hit them. Right. But right. other than that, it's fine. The story is really good though, and I wanted to see how it connected to control so i've been trying to grind through that i'm on chapter four i don't know if i'll finish or not it's it's whatever but <laughs> i also started playing fighter z and, and listen i got a beef with bandai namco i i do i got i got a problem <laughs> dude they have a, a very weird problem with both dragon ball fighters
1: and xenoverse 2 where they've released so much DLC that it's actually hard to buy it. Uh so like when you go to the Xenoverse 2's page, there's just like
3: pages and pages of DLC in individual characters and packs and and different packs and the passes for those different packs and then like different seasons, it's like it's like way out of control. To the point where they can't make Xenoverse three because I think there's just too much for Xenoverse 2. It's 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 really weird, but um, yeah, that's all I've been playing.
0: Dude, it's astounding to me that they're still supporting Xenoverse 2. Like, yeah, it, it came they're like, like still releasing DLC, right? Like, now. Yeah,
3: yeah it came out in like 2017. They're still releasing DLC, and they just announced a new DLC setup for it. So, I don't know if they're trying to play like the long game with Xenoverse, where it's like, oh, this is like a per- our perpetual, you know, long dis- distance game or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, it's cool that all the characters are in it, but how are they supposed to make Xenoverse 3? And justify people buying Xenoverse three when they already have everything they want with Xenoverse two. It's,
0: it's right. weird. So. Yeah, that's like the Smash Brothers dilemma. It's like after Ultimate, like what do you even? Yeah, what do you even do? do? Yeah, Right. So that's maybe that
3: maybe that was their whole thing. Like this is the ultimate version of Smash Brothers. You don't need any other. Yeah. Any other. Game. Yeah.
0: We're just gonna port this game to every Nintendo system for the next hundred years.
3: Yeah. I would like. I would <laughs> like to say that like you could just wait and buy like a Xenoverse or Fighters collector or, like, Collector, like, but Complete Edition. Right. But Bandai Namco never does that. You are forced to go in and individually buy or just spend all your money and buy, like, all the packs. It's
2: such a pain in the ass, because they do the same thing with, like, Gundam vs. Extreme, like, their Gundam fighting game, which is basically, from what I can tell, just Xenoverse with with mechs. Um, and it's so annoying, where, like, they just basically release, like, series worth of Gundam fighters as, like, in individual packs. And it's like, okay... I would love to buy these, but then you are going to make a new Gundam game, and then these are all like just going to be worthless pieces of code in my old game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's very strange. So I don't know. I wish they would do a better job of managing that. Um, or you, do you guys remember like when season passes, it used to give you access to all the DLC? Yeah. And now it's specific seasons of DLC, and that's way confusing where you're just like, what do I need to buy to get all this stuff? I have no idea.
0: Dude, that is so frustrating. Like, that is one of my biggest pet peeves right now is, like, I look at something like Rainbow Six Siege, which has, like, four season passes or something. It just doesn't even make sense to me why that's, like, a, a thing. But.
2: Well, that, and especially, like, after a certain amount of time, like, I understand paying money for a season pass when it's, like, fresh and relevant. But, like, man, if that last pass came out, like, a year and a half ago, like, it. I guess, like, the most recent one should be full price, what, whatever, and then, like, you offer that on sale. But, like, the earlier ones, they need to be discounted, man. Like, at this point, like, if the right. entire point of your game is to be, like, a living, breathing ecosystem, and you're gating people around which content they have, but this content from two years ago, three years ago is still full price, like, that is, that is it's dumb. It, it's such, like, a dumb
1: business plan.
4: Um, Isn't Bungie pretty good about that with Destiny? That you get well kind of but they're also
0: the same people that if you bought the old dlc they removed that dlc out of the game so you literally wasted your money i can't play it anymore yeah they like rotate content (laughs) in and out of being
2: relevant so like as far as i know you can't even do the original leviathan raid that came like with the base destiny 2 game or you know shortly after launch of the base destiny 2 game so like there's so many people who are playing destiny now who have just Never touched the original raid for Destiny right. 2. So frustrating! I can't
3: believe Destiny's still thriving. Like I, I think like I'm kind of angry at this <laughs> I kind of just want us, a, a society, to move on. You know, like God. No, I mean, well, Bungie knows how to make like a
2: shooter that feels good. And like, I know we're gonna talk about Xbox games later, but there's very, very few games where like pulling off a headshot feels as good as it does in Destiny,
0: Coach. How about you? What have you been, been playing this past week?
4: Um, I started my uh, Platinum Run with Miles Morales. So I'm a little bit over halfway. I'm just doing the, uh, I'm trying to just clean up the map before I really finish the, the story part. That's kind of like what I did with, uh, with Spider-Man. Before I did like the really the last part of the story, I've cleaned up the map and uh, got as much XP as I could, and then finished off the story. So,
3: so does um, does Miles have the same problem that the original game did with the crimes, where they just randomly spawn, and you have to just kind of around until that you find one of them.
2: As far as I know, there's no crimes to stop in in Miles Morales. I can't remember. I haven't touched it since last year.
0: There are crimes, George, but. It uses instead of them being randomly generated, you have that smartphone like app within the game where you can go through and like choose like, hey, I want to do this one. And so it always shows them so you can do them at any time. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. But I do notice
4: I do notice when I'm web slinging around his buddy. Hey, man, you got to break in here. So there are random there are random uh, crimes, but there's also the main crimes that you got to get is on that app. It's, it's an app in the game. Yeah,
3: because that was so, the worst part about the original game. But uh, Yes.
4: At first it was for me. At first it was, and then I kind of got used to it, and then it kind of just, I didn't have too many issues with it.
2: I don't know if that was the worst part of the first game. I just thought there was, like, too much stuff on the map. But, like, I don't know, yeah. like, I-, I loved how kind of, like, sparse Miles Morales was, because, like, every neighborhood had, like, a, a hideout you had to take out in, like, the original game. And I think there's only like three, maybe five in Miles Morales. And like, I don't know if I just appreciated that coming from a game that I thought had too much or if that's like the right amount. You know what I mean? Like, going forward for like games, it's just like, oh, your stuff doesn't actually have to have 10,000 things to do. Like, it just needs to be interesting to do. Like, I don't know what the right answer is for game development or game design, but I really liked Miles Morales just because of how
3: light it was. I'm pretty convinced that the universe wants me to dislike miles morales (laughs) because i like i don't even remember that game dude because i don't know if i ever told you guys this that was the game i was playing the night um my mom died right i was like halfway i think i was like halfway through the game and when i came back home the pause the game was still paused and i just i was like i don't even i don't even know what to do I sat there and I just I kept I played Miles Morales all the way through until like I finished it, and like I don't even remember it like that that's just not even in my memory whatsoever. I just remember like 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 finishing the game and like never touching it ever again. Um, so I'm like I'm pretty convinced that like that's like it's not gonna happen.
2: <laughs> no, that's I mean that's pretty fair.
3: It's hard to like untie that game <laughs> with
2: a, a pretty awful moment, you know?
3: Oh no, I mean it's it it it's okay. It's just like. Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, cause I remember starting it up, I'm like, okay, like I can it's it's fine. It feels like more Spider-Man PS4. I i di- oh I remember I didn't like how they did his powers in the in the game. Because I remember thinking,
1: how are they gonna continue this with um the next Spider-Man game? Cause I think in the next Spider-Man game
4: you're
3: gonna play as both of them until Peter Parker ultimately dies and the next game after that is all Maz
1: Morales. predictable
4: well it's almost like it reminds me of you know the armored edition batman arkham city it's it's similar because you get that power up and then you could just um take out enemies
3: i didn't play armored edition because i didn't buy you yeah
4: why didn't
0: you seth because yeah you're you're why
4: it failed it was the hottest (laughs) selling system Dude, you know,
0: nothing has ever piqued the world's interest like the Wii U did.
3: Dude, you guys were so on board with the Wii U, too. Like, it was like years of you guys just being like, no, the system is great. I love this thing.
4: Well, I <laughs> did. I mean, but I knew that. It, I mean, Nintendo just, it was the wrong thing. But there were some really good games on that system. Yeah, I
2: had to get so drunk to convince myself to buy a Wii U. <laughs> I was like, I was in Los Angeles. I was at this bar called 33 Taps during happy hour. And I just like kept drinking. I'm like, should I do it? Should I get a Wii U? Like, is this is it time? And I just got annihilated buying like the heaviest IPAs I could find. And then like stumbling home, stop by game stuff. They probably like legally shouldn't have allowed me to spend that much <laughs> money, considering I could like barely stand up. But I bought it and I convinced myself, I'm like, dude, Earthbound came out today. You're gonna love Earthbound. Play that game for twenty <laughs> minutes, never touched it again. <laughs> I do like my Wii U, but man, I just, I did not need a Wii U that day. Yeah.
4: I just, I just remember when I went to go pick it up. I went to uh, the night before because it, it was released on a Sunday. So I went there to Best Buy on Saturday. I'm like, okay, you guys doing a, you know, uh, midnight release. They're like, no. Okay. Were you opening up early? No. What time you open up on Sunday? 10. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I got there at 10 and there was nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, this is bad, Nintendo. Like, there is zero hype. And this is Dallas, right? So you would think right. that there would be people, but nope. You'd nothing. think in a city
2: of millions of people, you could convince 20
4: to, to buy oh, a Wii my U. God. Yeah. That's when I knew, like, oh, no, this isn't good.
3: That was that was when I worked at Elite Games, and I remember we got we got them, and my boss was planning on selling them for Black Friday, and he had he made this giant... He made this giant sign to put next to the road that said "We have, we use," right? <laughs> and not <that> a <laughs> single person came in for we.
0: <laughs> Wait, it's how like it's like Wii? begging them to come in, like guys, we have them. Come on, please.
3: I mean, he spelled it. He spelled <laughs> we w i i. Okay, you know? yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, like like he was expecting all these people to come in because he didn't sell them on release day. He's like, no, we're gonna. Hold them for Black Friday, and then they'll all pour in on Black Friday, and like no one came. <laughs> and not a single person showed up for
4: uh,
2: Rough stuff. <laughs> Did it yeah. sell
4: over 20 million, or was it stuck? Oh, that no. Way? No, it was like 13. No. To... Oh, God. It was like 13
0: or 9? <laughs> it was Jeez. 13.56. Okay. So what a disaster. Like and nothing. Nintendo
4: will tell you. <laughs> Nintendo will tell you. Oh, you know, we didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah, you guys just didn't care about it. Like, what was wrong with you all? Right. <clears throat> George, how about you, man? What have you been playing this, this past week? I've
2: been playing one game, and I need to have a little, little rant about this game. Okay. So I'm one of the suckers who bought the GTA trilogy, the Definitive Edition. And this game is, like, an embarrassment. Like, I don't want anyone to lose their job, but I'd be shocked if someone didn't get fired for this game. Like, I've been playing Vice City. The game is so buggy and so crashy. Like, there are options in the game to, like, play either performance mode or fidelity mode. And I was playing Fidelity because I'm like, yeah, I want this game to look good. And then I would do a boat race. And then every single time I hit the last checkpoint of the boat race, my game would crash. That happened five times in a row. And I was like, okay, let me play it on uh performance mode. Played it on performance mode, same thing. And then I had to go in and like individually turn off all of like the bonuses or whatever that like made the game prettier. Like I turned off blooming. Oh my god. Out, all this stuff. And so the game I'm playing looks ab- about like GTA Vice City on PlayStation 2 like it looks like trash and like (laughs) only then would the game not crash as I complete the race that's like one of the nicer stories about this game um cheat codes disable trophies which I don't care I was playing this game without cheats that doesn't bother me but like there are so many people who have claimed that like trophies don't pop and they promise that they haven't used cheats And so I also wouldn't be surprised if certain trophies just don't pop for some people, which is really frustrating. I was trying so hard, so desperately to be the first person to platinum this game. And I thought I really had a chance, except, you know, they didn't fix anything about the game. They didn't go back and make anything about the game better. The one thing they did was they switched the acceleration when you're driving from the X button to the triggers. And I'm like, okay, this feels all right. But then I remembered like, that changes the way you do, like, drive-by shooting. So all of a sudden, drive-by shooting, you need to, like, hold a face button to look in the right direction to shoot, then pull L1 to shoot. But that changes the way you actually drive a tank. Like, they just did so much without consideration of, like, how to actually improve the game. And this is only Vice City. I haven't even touched San Andreas. I haven't touched GTA 3. Everything I've read about those games sounds like they're just awful i saw some video trying to like understand why the game uh is the way it is and some guy had like a developer write into him and they like did shot comparisons and like i guess the way tommy versetti sinks when he like goes into water he doesn't sink the way he did in the console versions uh he like floats near the top and just like drowns within like four inches of water which was like a key (laughs) feature in the mobile game so like these are ports of the mobile versions of the games which for a while were the prettiest looking versions of the game. But, you know, we've come a long way since 2012 when those games came out on iPhone 4 and select Android devices. And like not since Skyrim came to PlayStation 3 have I had such like a reprehensible experience with a game on console. I'm so frustrated and I can't believe they, this cost $60. I, I don't know why they delisted like the better running versions of the games to, for these. And it's just embarrassing. Like Rockstar need should be embarrassed. They don't care because they make like what two and a half million dollars a day on GTA 5. So like like why would they possibly give a crap about these games? But like they're they're called the definitive editions. These are hands-down the worst (laughs) ways to like play the game. Like it'd be better if you just like eBayed a PlayStation 2 and played the games on that. You'd have a better time.
3: So the really like awful thing though is that they took down the other versions of the games the actual decent versions and took down or sent a cease and desist to all the modders that are making those other versions look really good which they did they they added they added like really good detail and whatnot to the characters in the world so the best way to play gta was like a year ago And now you can't do that anymore, or unless there's like some, I'm sure there's some back sites that you can find, get the mods and whatnot and and get the games. But the really interesting thing I saw was they took a tool in a game design kit and just upped the poly count of the games, which created all these collision detection problems and whatnot. And it's really funny because you can tell that they put absolutely no care into it whatsoever. Because there's that donut store that the screenshots going around. And I saw used this. To, it used yeah, a, it used to be um, a nut next to the donut, and then now it's it's round. It's a like, a like round cylinder because all they did was up the poly count for the whole game across the board and didn't put any actual care into like looking in and making sure that the game ran well and looked well because it doesn't. The other thing that's really interesting that that I can't wrap my mind around is the rain and the rain is yeah. like so intrusive oh
2: because it is it... dude i don't know how i did the paramedic mission last night on my first try i was really proud because like 13 year old me one it's amazing how much easier this game is when you're not in seventh grade like when you just <laughs> have, like when you just have like the mental bandwidth of like actually understanding what you're supposed to do yeah um but dude like it would rain every i don't know six eight minutes in the game as it's like supposed to or like every other day whatever the count is and like it is like driving through milk like i you can't yeah. see more than 15 like game feet in front of you i can't believe i got that gold trophy um well the,
3: the the thing is that i'm pretty sure that the rain isn't actually rendered in the world it's a filter that goes over top the actual game if that makes sense almost like a, like a like a right. snapchat or instagram filter but the, and then the, I saw this weird video of this Definitive Edition the other day where the person was standing next to the ocean when it was raining. And the ocean was over top, the rain falling. And I'm, and, and I'm like, what is going on with this game? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, How does this even happen? Like they, they must not have played it at all no, when they did I- this.
2: Ten bucks is they just like ran it through a script to just like yeah, upscale it, right. and they just like oh it's been upscaled, sweet stamp sell yeah. you know, it's and- it's em- it's embarrassing that like Rockstar like you look at a game like Red Dead Redemption two, you know this game has the same logo as that game and like look how perfect and like picturesque and like I don't care if you don't like that game you can't deny like the craftsmanship that went into that and this game is just like destroying the legacy of these games that made Rockstar like who they are like it's. It's a it's a shame like that they did this to like such a beloved trilogy of games. And so like if this is the first experience of GTA, why would you even think the series is like worth celebrating? Why would you think it's like worth continuing?
3: Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because you're right. It is. It's 100 percent the mobile versions of the game, which which is which sucks because it's not just a copy of the game anymore. Now it's a copy of a copy of a game. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man. We're just we're just watering down this this masterpiece throughout, you know, this process. And you can't kind of tell me that like Rockstar didn't have it in them to just go back to the original games and like touch them up, release them digitally again. You know, that's that's what's really unfortunate about it. And they put so little care that's insulting the people that bought it.
2: Yeah. And it's it's so strange because like I still have the original digital copies that came to like PS4 and Xbox One and stuff. And, like, those games are great. Like, those versions of the game run fantastic. They look, you know, like a PS2 game, but, like, a PS2 game the way you remember it, you know, where it's just, like, oh, like, these colors are sharp in a way that the PlayStation 2 games weren't. Like, oh, the frame rate's better in a way that it wasn't, you know? So it's, like, when you remember how awesome this game was from 2003, like, it's it's what it looks like on, on PlayStation 4. But they just, yeah, they just gutted those copies. And, like, it really feels like a Nintendo-esque like draconian like no you can't have fun with our things unless we explain to you the way in which you can have fun with them and it's just it's an it's embarrassing
0: well Um, and i'm curious too like how many people are going to get burned from this honestly like as far as not even just the people that have played these games before but the people that are are, have or are playing grand theft auto 5 which is the second best-selling video game of all time you know it's like for me I've never played 3 or San Andreas or Vice City. So like if I had gone back, you know, somebody who isn't so invested in this industry that understands the the controversy surrounding this this title right now, I mean, I'm sure this is probably still going to sell really well, which is like kind of frustrating, I guess. Yeah. To know that like so many people are going to get burned by this. So
2: they're be- they better be like what's amazing too is like the old games like the old digital files, like I know Vice City extremely well. Um, that's probably the video right. game I've played second most in my life behind Skyrim. Um, that file size on PS4 was like four gigabytes, maybe like five, six tops, and like this one was twenty-two. And it's like, okay, like where's all that extra juice? Like, like what is it? And like the they kind of like ruin parts of the game inadvertently, where it's like certain colors just don't appear so like the way they upgraded the the visuals like they basically just like seth said they just added polygons like they smoothed everything out and like part of me thinks that's like kind of like an interesting choice where like it is and like it is kind of like sometimes it's so like well lit that it like it looks plasticky like it almost looks like link's awakening right and then other times it'll zoom in on a character's face and it just looks like a, a child's drawing like they just the things they decided to like add detail to and the things they didn't just make it looked like such a gross disparity between the two and like the color of like the voodoo's, like the, the Haitian gang cars, like the color from the original game just does not appear in this version of the game. Like, I think there's, there's like two things that can do the color crimson. It's like fire trucks and ambulances are the only two vehicles that have like the correct color of of red that was in the original game that just doesn't appear in this game otherwise it's it's just like it's like jaw-dropping like the decisions so many people signed off on and like allowed to happen it's 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 shocking and like i i wish i could get my money back i'm I'm so beyond frustrated with this
4: well (laughs) there's two things i just want to say is where is qa in the 20s 20s right Mm -hmm. do we even need it because it seems like these companies are going down uh, a slippery slope, right? Because this is about game preservation, right? Game preservation. So if companies don't care about it, i.e., Rockstar, what's going on with this, Nintendo, with their stuff that they just released on the uh their online um service, um, putting out just like half-ass um product for us it's it's going to happen more and more and it's kind of sad that that this is happening
2: what's weird is i have more faith that nintendo will fix the n64 debacle than i do Rockstar will fix this yeah i mean i i I agree i'm concerned about either happening but i think it's more likely that nintendo fixes that
0: the problem is that i mean this came out and what it's been out like a week now george week and a half
2: yeah i grabbed it last wednesday yeah
0: okay and as far as i know rockstar has said nothing Nope. um and the game currently at least from my understanding has the lowest metacritic user score of every game in history (laughs) it has like a 0.4 out of 10 uh,
1: which uh, like
2: i don't think you should like review bomb but like i don't think these games are 0.4s like 0.4s they're not but like yeah it's definitely, it should be the lowest rated Rockstar game ever. Like, this, just... is, this is embarrassing. Like, Vice City Stories ran better on PSP than, like, these games run on PS5s and Xbox Series X. Like, it's, like, what the hell, man?
3: In my personal opinion, the point four is deserved. Because I think a game is a zero when it's, unac- like, unacceptable, right? And to me, these games are unacceptable. There's no way they should have yeah. ever been sold to the consumer. I think a point four is a completely fair score. I don't think it's a review bomb at all. I mean, these games like they're they ruined such a, a masterpiece of, of a trilogy that Rockstar deserves the point four score. It's not like, you know, people review bombing the last Jedi, right? Which is obviously not like a three. It's like, like a, a
0: four. Right. <laughs> it's like
3: you a know? three point two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, in all seriousness though, I think I think it, People giving it a zero is fine because it is unacceptable. You know, it's almost, from what I've seen, it's almost unplayable. You know, we're like it's it's
2: playable. Like there there are certain times where like the game crashes. Like honestly, it, it's it's most broken. <laughs> well, no, like it crashes and, and then it starts back up. And like you you, can, you know what I mean? Like you can you can finagle your way into playing it. Um, yeah, I just like, play it for cute. a little bit.
4: Hold the controller above uh, your head. Well, no, no, at a forty five degree that, angle. Like,
2: well, I look. I played PS3 Skyrim for like as long as I possibly could before, like that game just like yeah. ate itself, like yeah. some dumb snake. Um, this game doesn't run as badly as that did, but it's the worst running game I've seen since that. Um, what
4: system did you get it on?
2: Uh, GTA. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, PlayStation- the new ones. PlayStation Five. Okay.
4: Yeah, and I I don't see Rockstar saying anything about it because, like you said, they're making. 10 gazillion dollars a day off of uh gta 5 um, well that's the sad thing to
0: me honestly is like i don't know if it still is but i think at the time grand theft auto 5 had like the highest video game budget in existence and so the fact that like a studio can make make something of that caliber and then put like so little effort into this is just so so disappointing and sad to me but anyway it's very clear that that those games have their fair share of problems so i'm curious to see what happens with them down the road maybe if they fix them i'll buy them but otherwise no i'm i'm i'll try out san andreas through game pass though i'll I'll give it a shot because it's yeah i mean
2: honestly at this point your best experience would be to like fly to maine or like (laughs) i bring my playstation 4 to like your bachelor party and you play the last versions of these games that they release like that That'll be like your, your wedding. I know I'm supposed to get you like a wallet or like a money clip or Send something. Send me a hard
0: drive with those three games on them. Yeah. No, I'm not sending you because,
2: like, that is all of a sudden, like, these games are now, like, what is it? What, what was that uh, Hideo Kojima game? PT. PT. This is, this is yeah. like, those games are like the new PT, right? Where it's just like, all of a sudden, those are so much more valuable than they were the day right. before.
0: So uh, just quickly, I wanted to switch over to what I've been playing, and it, it kind of goes with our, our theme of, of Xbox for a big topic this episode. Um, I didn't talk about it last week because I wasn't on, so I, I just wanted to talk about it briefly. But Forza Horizon 5, I've been playing like a ton of. I'm about 20 hours in. Damn. And at the moment, I mean, it's, it's for sure my game of the year, um, which is pretty funny because I've said that like for every major game that's come out. I've, I went death, death loop. That's amazing. My game of the year. I don't think anything's going to beat it the metroid did. Like? <laughs> yeah and then now forza but no i mean forza is such a well crafted game um yeah, i mean it's it's near flawless I, I would say so i um i'm thoroughly enjoying i
3: want to i want to talk to you about forza austin
0: okay go ahead because
3: i i have some concerns with forza 5 okay cuz i forgot that yeah i've also played not a lot but like a decent chunk of forza 5 right and my immediate takeaway is that the game is excellent it's wonderful but it's no better than four it feels exactly like four
0: yeah i mean that's the thing at the end of the day is it's a it's an upgrade you know it's more more of four but the problem is four was already a masterpiece of its own so i i guess it's kind of interesting to kind of think of that but the thing for me the reason i love five is because the map Itself, the world that you're driving in is so much more interesting than it was in four.
3: Oh, really? See, I feel the complete opposite because I have zero interest in Mexico, but really? I love the UK. Yeah. So oh, yeah, so like for me, that was way cooler than like this me- the, the 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 Mexico map. Um, that is but, interesting. But I mean, the other thing that I was wondering is they give you like supercars right off the bat, you know, right. and and I don't I don't think four did that. Is that a, a normal thing for the franchise?
0: Um, I don't remember if Ford did that or not, but I think, I think the thing what they're trying to get at is, is giving you the option to race how you want to race right from the start instead of having to start with like the slow, boring cars and then like work your way up, which I kind of liked, honestly. I, I, I like that I could just kind of jump into the fun stuff. As somebody who's played like hundreds of hours of these games at this point, um, I enjoyed that. but No, I, I get where you're coming from, though. That, the map thing is interesting to me, though, because I, I really did not like the map in 4 because it was so, just so much of the same all the time as far as like, all this farmland yeah. and like, brick building and stuff. I like the but, winter map. The winter map in 4 was good. Yeah, the winter map was good. But um, anyway, yeah,
3: the, the, the winter's cool. I liked how the seasons change.
0: I did want to touch on quickly, though, uh, again, ties into the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Halo Infinite multiplayer dropped uh, yesterday at the time yeah, of recording buddy. This, out of nowhere. Um it had kind of leaked like prior to the weekend that this was coming, and I think a lot of people weren't expecting it, but then some stuff showed up on like the Xbox Live store like code saying that the game would come out this day. And so I think a lot more people started believing it. But I've I've played a lot of it. I've probably played three or three and a half hours at this point. Seth, I know you played some. You and I played some last night together. And George, I know you played a little bit as well. I'm just curious, yeah. you know, because I've I've talked about the game a little bit in the past on the show when I played the the fire fight or whatever the, the alpha version was a couple months ago. What did you guys think of the of of what you've played of the, I guess, beta of the multiplayer so far?
3: It's great. That's that's what I think. I think it's great. It feels <laughs> like, it, like when you jumped into discord mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, I told you it's like riding a bike. I felt like I was back <laughs> in 2007 again. Um, especially with the Warthog controls, which are
1: yeah, terrible. Not good.
3: No, but I think that's <laughs> what they're going for now. Uh, it has to be. It's it's great. It feels just like old school Halo, but with a modern touch to it. And I, mean, I, I think, feel like that's pretty much all there is to say. For yeah. me, anyway.
0: George, I'm curious what you have to say, because you had some interesting comments earlier in our private chat.
3: Yeah, I was playing it on my Xbox
2: One. Um, game looks amazing on Xbox One. It takes a while to load into a match, but, like, when you do, like, there's no pop in or anything once you're there. Um, Yeah, it's gorgeous. I just think it plays a little slow. Granted, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Vanguard lately, and the way I play Call of Duty Vanguard multiplayer uh, now is, like, the hardcore mode where it takes, like, you know, two shots and then you're down. Um, And so because of that, like, I just think this feels a little slow and, like, a little lumbering. And, like, granted, I didn't spend the most time playing online halo multiplayer just because i didn't really grow up with a high speed internet connection so i didn't touch it until i got to college and by then uh you know you had to pay for xbox live gold and playstation 3 was free uh psn was free so i played most of my games there so i I never spent too much time with halo multiplayer uh yeah i just thought it was a little little clumsy uh like trying to get from like objective to objective like this was pretty much just in like capture the flag i thought that took forever there's like one map where it's like smaller, and that one I had a lot more fun with. But like the bigger maps, I just I think they might be like a little too big. Um. But yeah, I just also I really liked Warzone in Five. I thought that was like a great mode, and I haven't played any uh, Warzone yet or Warzone adjacent stuff for for Infinite. So I'm excited to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, they do have similar stuff because they have like the big team battle, which Seth yeah. and I and his friend Watson were playing a lot of last night. That's like the I think it's 12v12, if I'm remembering correctly.
3: That sounds right, or 14v14.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a pretty high number of people for a Halo game. So, um, yeah, it's...
2: <laughs> it's just... Call of Duty, like, on the new one, they uh, they brought in this mechanic called the Tactical Sprint, which is basically just, like, a double jump for running. So, like, you can actually, like, move across the map so fast. Like, you know how, like, you sprint and, like, your gun moves back and forth in, like, awkward sway? Like, if you double-click the... uh l3 button uh your gun actually just like goes up and like you know uh, like up to your right and you're just going so fast um so you have infinite sprint and then you have timed double sprint um and so because of that like the game just feels so quick and uh it was it was just kind of jarring to go from from that to to halo just because like i love the destiny multiplayer because that was so fast too and so it's, it's taking some getting used to because this feels a little bit more tactical than those games.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing is like I'm I guess that's an interesting viewpoint, like you said, because you had not really played too much of the multiplayer when you were younger. And, and I did play a lot, actually, on on original Xbox um, with Halo 2 and, and one. But um, I mean, I love it so far. I mean, again, I've only played a few hours, but I, I really like the speed of it but the thing is it is slower i i can see where you're coming from cuz like as somebody who uh, j- just enjoyed the living crap out of titanfall 2 i mean that game is very fast paced and halo's not quite on that level but i i guess the thing is i still like it because it like you said it's got that kind of tactical feel where you know you'll and it feels like old old halo in that way where you'll you'll shoot shoot somebody get their shields down and you run out of you know your your magazine or whatever and you have to kind of back away and like reload or or move around and, and kind of hide for a second while you're you're getting ready to you know continue the fight yeah or you, that. or
3: you take the risk and run at him and try to melee him. right know? exactly that's and true, you're that's both true, running true. at
0: each other yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: so yeah, i
2: think it, i think it's the difference between like soccer and hockey and like basketball you know <laughs> like I, I think call of duty just like at its breakneck speed is more basketball right and uh halo is just like a little bit more methodical
0: right no for sure um it, it definitely is but i will say george i think I know you said you're like not a like you'd rather kind of play Vanguard at the moment, but I think is if we all get on it, like Seth and I, I feel like I had a great time playing with with Seth and Watson last night because that was fun. Doing, yeah, doing like capture the flag and stuff, and like, um, you know, we were we were like, Watson was like saying he needs a vehicle and stuff to to go pick him up and like help him bring <laughs> the flag back, and you know, stuff like that. It's like, man, I, I no, I, I love mean, every every game is better with friends, yeah. right?
2: so and um, plus i just got an el gato i'm excited i'm gonna start streaming stuff and like this is free yeah. to play as soon as they also like the battle pass was just like such yeah. a pain in the ass to yeah, to dude. level up
0: <laughs> it's no that, that's my only complaint so far is the battle pass sucks like it's absolutely awful yeah it's it's um the progression is really really rough with the battle it's path. cool that they I'm never sure.
2: expire but i thought you know you'd still progress through them right not at a snail's pace just because they don't expire <laughs> yeah
0: so and supposedly they're looking at it. Um, they they tweeted out today that they they've heard the complaints and they're going to look into how they can you know change it moving forward. Dude, so I we'll see what they do.
3: Battle passes, dude. Just give me the stuff. <laughs> Let me buy it. Yeah. Like if I'm paying fifteen or twenty dollars or whatever it is for the battle pass. Yep. Just give me the stuff in it, dude. Like I don't need I don't, I don't need this leveling and progression system. Make that separate. That's, I'm so tired of battle passes and of
2: I like it though, because it it feels like you're not like wasting time, I guess. You know, like, like you're going to play this, you're going to play this anyway. So like drip feeds you stuff. And so like, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I feel like it encourages me to play more. Like it gets me hooked more than if they were to just give me all the things. I'd be like, okay, let me try out this gun. Let me try out this gun. And then I'd be like, done,
1: you know?
0: All right. And so now we'll, we'll move on into our big topic of the show. The 20th anniversary of the first Xbox launch, and of course, along with that 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved, it launched on November 15th of 2001 here in the best crunch country in the world, the United States of America. So it, it was like a year late everywhere else, so sucks to be you guys, but we are, we are first. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to run through some some memories of the original Xbox and kind of talk about our... Our thoughts on on xbox as a brand after 20 years you know it's it's still the the newest of the three big ones as far as playstation and and nintendo and and um you know their their devices and so um yeah i mean george you you talked a little bit to me off air about about your memories of the original xbox i mean did you get one at launch or or when did you end up getting one? And, and what was your experience? I did not get one at launch. I, I went over to a friend's
2: house and this is back with like, they had a Duke controller. And I remember like trying out Munch's Odyssey with a Duke controller. And like, I was 10, 11, that was 11, maybe 12. And like, that thing was just too big for my dumb little baby <laughs> hands. I couldn't even play. So I just like, didn't think the Xbox was for me. And it wasn't until years later when I went over to a friend's house and they had an Xbox uh and then we started playing halo together and like this is when like the s controller had come out and i could actually hold it in my friggin like normal hands uh at that point uh 2005 i think it was um right that was that was when halo 2 came out
0: 2005 that sounds about right
2: yeah so it was like fall of 2005 and uh, went over, played, thought it was awesome. Like, talked to my dad, told him, like, how cool it was. Like, oh, you don't understand. Like, it looks so good. And it's it's like the old GoldenEye game, except, like, you can really aim at people. It doesn't just do it for you. And uh, my dad got me an Xbox with Halo and Halo 2 that Christmas. And Christmas night? I beat Halo in one sitting. I was up until five o'clock in the morning. Oh my then God. The next night I beat Halo two in one night it was up until six o'clock in the morning. Cause back to back, I was so obsessed. It was like the first time since star Wars that like, I was just presented with such like a real lived in feeling universe that was like sci-fi and Epic and crazy and awesome. And then that was my introduction to Xbox. I had a PlayStation two, I had a GameCube. And then after that, every multi, Every multi-platform game uh, had to grab it on Xbox just because, like, it ran so much better. It looked so much better. Um, I think the GameCube is, like, my personal favorite, but, like, come on. Like, Xbox was just unreal. Came onto the scene and just ate everything up. It was so cool. It was such a cool device.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, that, you know, they, they started working on it because they were worried about... Consoles kind of taking over the PC entertainment space, uh, Microsoft did, and so you know, looking at the PS2 with the the DVD support and and CD support, my understanding, I guess, is at least they they looked at that and they they had them worried, and so they came out with the the Xbox, and you know, it it just had a lot of cool innovations to it as far as it was, um you know, which I I didn't even realize this actually until recently. It was the first console to have a, a hard drive. Yeah. Um, 10 gigabyte gigabyte or 10 gigabyte 10 gigabyte sata drive yeah yep so like stuff like that i mean it's just it's interesting to, to look back and of course i mean you can't you can't talk about the xbox and and not talk about xbox live and how that has just completely changed console gaming like in the past 20 years i mean yeah yeah the ps2 and and even the dreamcast to an extent had some online support but but that nothing was like nothing
4: yeah like the xbox. i mean
2: sega tried like right sega did a great job considering it had like a dial-up connection and then playstation right. 2 you needed like a network adapter like it, it wasn't ready to go online out the box and even then so few games were supported at least in the united states like with a network adapter but xbox like saw the future and future-proof their console and it was just like such a genius genius decision um God, I just I love like the the UI on Xbox. It is so 2000s anachronistic. It is such like a stamp from a moment in time. I bought like the um like the hori pad, like the Duke controller that they made a couple years ago. And it's just like my favorite thing to do is to just like press like the giant center Xbox button on it because like it does like the original like Xbox like load screen where you know it's like the little x in like the lab and like the blobs and it's like being electrocuted or whatever and then turning into like the x from the xbox logo it's just oh god it's so cool such a great moment in time
0: uh george i'll ask you this and then we'll we'll kind of go through everybody but what was your your favorite xbox game not just from launch but just in general from from the original
2: oh man um I was kind of a weird kid. I like, I was actually really bad about games when I was a teenager. Like I wasn't really reading a lot of games websites. I was mostly reading comic book websites. And that was actually like how I discovered IGN was like, I just read everything they had about comic books one day. I was just like, Oh, Xbox. I have an Xbox. Um, I think Halo two is like undeniably the best game to appear on the console. But man, like project Gotham racing like like that game made a lasting impression on me. Uh besides that, I I wasn't really good about like hunting down first party titles or like to die for games. Um I bought mostly like movie tie-in games because those were like the fastest ones to go down in price. Um like they go from 50 bucks when they launch to 20 bucks in like a bargain bin at Walmart. Um if I had to pick one that wasn't Halo 2 or Project Gotham Racing or any other like first party title, uh the original X-Men Legends was just fantastic. Ooh, it was like a Diablo-style okay. game. I to this day like it more than X-Men Legends 2 and like it more than Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Like that game is just awesome. That game is just it's such a good X-Men game.
0: Right. Seth, what about you, man? I mean, uh, as far as memories of of the original Xbox, was that a console you got into or was that one you kind of skipped on or or where were you at with the um, original?
3: Yeah, so the I had an original Xbox. I didn't play it all that much. Um, I thought it was really cool. It was really edgy. You know, it had it was black and had like the weird two thousands <laughs> like blob logo that came out. Um, I don't remember the game I got my Xbox for specifically, but there's two games that come to
1: mind. Um. When I think of Xbox, the original one, and that is, uh, Fable, right, and, uh, Halo. Oh, you know what? And uh, Morrowind. The Elder Scrolls Morrowind. That's
3: the Morrowind was a was a big one as well. And I played the absolute crap out of Morrowind. I was way too young to understand it. That game has <laughs> some really, really, really deep RPG mechanics. Like, not modern. RPG mechanics like uh old school D&D type mechanics in Morrowind it makes it actually not very fun by today's standards but Fable the Lost Chapters was a game that I just poured hours and hours and hours into um uh I played that game so much that like I overlook the sequels as how bad they are and and I'm still hoping that this next game in the series comes out it's a it's a banger but yeah definitely Fable Halo and you know Halo, Halo One. I actually didn't play the multiplayer in Halo One or Two at all. I just played the story and co-opted them with my buddy, and we had a lot of fun doing that. But yeah, other than those three games, I don't think I played my Xbox all that much. I remember trying to hack it later in its life when I was when I was older, but I didn't really play a whole lot of Xbox until like the Xbox 360.
0: Do you have a I know you, you mentioned those few games there, but did you have like a favorite specific game from the original Xbox?
3: Oh, definitely Fable. Fable okay. was my my favorite <laughs> by far, yeah.
0: That's, you know, oh. that's a series I've never touched.
3: I also played... Yeah, that was on the original Xbox. Doom 3, I played. Oh, yeah, Xbox. Hell absolutely. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like Doom 3. I think it's incredible. I think yeah. it's like super scary and good. I can't
2: believe that game came out on a console from 2001. Like that, like that blows my mind. Cause like that game, that that game still feels so advanced. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fable is a series I've never really played actually. And, and I, I do want to go back, you know, that one thing they announced this week with the 20th anniversary is that the, the remaster of fable one for 360 is getting a frame rate boost for series X. And so I'm going to, Go back and and play it at some point because I don't know if it's even worth touching two and three at this point. But but Fable one I, line, I, I, I personally yeah I don't
3: think two and three are very good games like they're, I just don't, I don't like the way really they took it at all. No, I, I don't <laughs> like the direction they took the series, especially in like a Fable three. Um Fable two still had a little bit of a remnant of like an RPG, but Fable three is like a straight action game, and it's got some really weird mechanics. But like the weird, the the worst part about Peter Molyneux games is like. They got progressively worse, and Fable One was like this, this crowning achievement where your character aged and the, the world felt so like immersive. But like they got progressively worse. But he also introduced some really really cool
1: mechanics in Fable, like in for instance in Fable Three. You stop being an adventurer like two thirds of the way through, and in the last third,
3: you're a ruler and you have to stop this incoming like oh, like, like threat yeah you've stopped this incoming threat and you have to make decisions in your kingdom based in they're like they're really hard choices but I forget like it's people's happiness or something anyway you grow your kingdom making hard choices and sometimes you have to be the bad guy which puts you in the shoes of like the guy you overthrew like the first half of the game is like about overthrowing your brother or something like that. Logain, I think his name is, or maybe that's dragon age. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like these RPGs all Same game. Same up game. Up. Yeah. But, um, it, the, the second half of that game was like really interesting. Like the, the type of mechanics they added into it. But other than that, the game sucks.
1: <laughs> so. Dude, the
3: the
2: anniversary games. edition of one, uh, is awesome. Yes. I had a project uh, on my website that I called the Backlog Quest Log, whereas I was trying to beat a game a week for an entire year and write about it. And that was, hands down, my favorite game I played.
3: Yeah. Wow. Fable 1's really good, man. Fable 1 is is really, really good.
0: Yeah, it's definitely on my list to play at some point. So, Um, Coach, what about you? I I know you have talked in the past pretty highly about the original Xbox. (laughs) What was your experience as far as picking that thing up and, and your yeah, favorite moments. You were the were only there.
2: one of us old enough to yeah. pay taxes
0: when that thing came out. <laughs> yeah. so that's, you were the that's only exciting. adult.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was crazy. I mean, the PlayStation, the PS2 had already been released, right? So um, it was GameCube and Xbox's year, right. To come out. And it was, from what I remember looking back, it was pretty exciting, right? Because there's this, new generation of console wars. Right. And now you have three players and everybody was betting against Microsoft. And, you know, I'm sure it took a lot of money to stay in the fight, but they were able to, you know, and I think it was a perfect system for the time, you know, Uh, early two thousands. And it was, it was different. You know, this is an American company. Whereas Nintendo and, of course, Sony, you know, they're Japanese, so you have two different ways of running your business, right? And so they came in and the Xbox Live single-handedly changed gaming, right? I mean, like, it raised the bar and it made Sony, because Nintendo didn't care, it made Sony start to think about, okay, what do they need to do for their online community as well, right? So, and it took them a little while. I think it wasn't until the PS3 where it got to be good, right? Is, yeah. So I bought my, I bought my system uh, in January of 2004. Cause I just got out of basic training and we went to, we were, we were bussed over to Fort Lee, Virginia, and we were there for like two and a half months for our training. But it, was, it wasn't it was intense like basic, right? So we could go to the, they call it the PX, but it's kind of like the Walmart, but um, on base. And so I picked it up for like 167 bucks. So that's what it was down to, yeah. And it came with the, the S controller and it was the purple one, right? No, the blue one, sorry. It was the blue one. And then I picked up another one, right? So, or maybe it came with black and I picked up the blue one. But I picked up, uh, of course, Halo, and um, Crimson Skies, right? Because I was on such, you know, like at that time, uh, Rogue Squadron was my life. So seeing something similar, but in a totally different atmosphere was awesome, you know? And then the releases of, of Halo, uh, Halo 2. Halo 2 was huge, right? I was at Fort Hood. And I remember it was cold and it was rainy and I got a copy and I just went through it that whole weekend. But the ending got me so sour that I didn't pick oh, up. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't play. Dude, but here's right? the thing. I didn't play any halo games until the master chief collection. I went years. <laughs> like I legit went years without playing almost like 10 years without playing uh a Halo game.
0: So much
2: build-up in that game. What was, what was so up with games up. of that era, though, right? Because, like, you get the curveball with Halo, where, like, you play as Master Chief, but you also play as... What's his name? The Arbiter. The Arbiter, thank you. Yeah. Um, And then, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, right? Like, they throw you a curveball, yeah. or, like, you think you're playing as, as Snake the whole time, and then all of a sudden you're Raiden. What, what, was, what was in the air back then, where they thought that was a good idea?
4: But I but thought know, it was a good idea. That's the thing. Right. I love that. Being able to wield that power sword, right? And, and oh, just pl- play on the eyes of, of the enemy and seeing what he was going through, what his own people was like doing to him. To me, that was awesome. It was just the ending. The ending. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. And, and they came out and said this. I watched a little documentary. Is That's only two-thirds of the game. They weren't able to do the last third. You know, they didn't have time or the money to finish it. So they just had to, like, cut it off right there. And that's why it kind of felt like an abrupt ending. And I would just remember, like, when I saw that, this was, like, you know, after uh, Master Chief Collection came out, I believe. Just watching that and just seeing, like, okay, I get it, you know.
0: What was your favorite original Xbox game, Coach?
4: Um, I guess it would have to be... Well, Halo and Halo 2, you know, up until yeah, the ending. but Of course. Yeah, those two games. I mean, we spent so much time at Fort Hood. Um, the last three months that we were there before we moved to Fort Bliss here in El Paso, we legit had already sent all of our equipment. And I remember it was it was late, it was late spring, early summer. And the AC in our uh, barracks were out. But we still hooked up our TVs, and we're just playing shirtless, just sweating. But we're just still (laughs) playing, man. Those are, like, some good times, man. Those were, like, playing that, you know, the LAN parties. And now Microsoft at that time made it possible for, you know, to have LAN parties. You know, it wasn't just PC. Oh,
2: dude. Yeah. So, like, I would have sleepovers, and, like, my friends would bring over their Xboxes. And it would just be like waiting for my dad to go to sleep because like we had like a a TV in like the living room and like a TV in my sister's room. And like I had the biggest TV because it was like a like my long story. But like there was a reason that I had like the biggest TV. It's like we couldn't move the TV that was in my room, but we didn't have like land cables big enough to like leave the TVs where they were. So like we would move the TV in the living room into like one corner of my room. We pull the TV out of my sister's room. And then we would just like play until six o'clock in the morning. Cause I was like around the time my dad started to wake up and I was like, Oh, we got to take the TVs
0: back. We got to, we got to like <laughs> make it look like this never happened. <laughs> like... That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, So I, I want to say I got mine Well, my brother and I got it together as a, as a joint Christmas gift. I want to say, and maybe it was either December of 2002 or December of 2003. I, I can't remember what, what year it was, um, but it was a, a year or two after it had launched. And um, I just remember the the most fun time I had with that thing was we co-opted Halo 1 and 2 together like multiple times. Like we would just replay those games together and uh, split screen. And we had just like an incredible time together playing those games. And so... I'll never forget that and and of course, you know playing uh halo uh both one and two again online at that time was was amazing, and so um I had a great time with that i I uh mentioned this earlier before we were recording, but for some reason, I got hooked on Mech Assault when that thing came out, and um, mechasol one and two both i I love those games, and I don't know if they still hold up i I'd, I'd love to go back and play them but That was like what really got me interested in like the whole like mech genre was just sitting there playing those games and how how interesting the story was and how they played was was just fascinating to me. So those were those were some of my favorites. But no, I I definitely would agree with you, Coach. It's hard for me to decide between Halo One and Two. So I mean, those are definitely my my favorite games from that system. I never played too many other first party games, so I never played Crimson Skies or um dude so many of those games are like on
2: series x like yeah they made the they had like their 20th anniversary thing the other day i went through i bought three games like for original xbox I bought time splitters i bought advent rising and uh i forget the third one that i bought um but man i'm just like so excited to like go through and play this because like it's one of those things where like we were talking mm-hmm. about games preservation earlier it's just like okay here's like the best way to play these original games and like <laughs> in theory, the frame rate will be better. <laughs> so yeah. it's like... Clo- Higher resolution. Yeah closer, yeah, closer in line of like what the developers intended. Um, dude, play Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies is awesome. I think it's actually on Game Pass.
0: I think it is. I think you're right. And, well,
4: uh, I, it has to be because I think that's... It's a Microsoft game, yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I thought was cool, what really got me interesting is the attention to detail to that game, right? So... After a couple shots, you, you you get this smoke effect, right, on your on your plane. So I just thought that 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 little thing just blew me away, you know. But right, the missions, the water, it was just like it was a slower version of Rogue Squadron, but just totally different and just so amazing. Like I just played that game to death, so. That is a good one to go down in because I still have my original copy in and play on Series X. It
2: it just did so many like smart things that are just kind of like you don't really have to think about today. Like uh, the controller plugs into a separate plug that plugs into the console. And I always thought that was so stupid because it's like, oh, here's like one more thing I'm going to lose. I thought it was so dumb until like one time I actually tripped on my controller cord. And instead of yanking my console like off my bureau, uh, it just it it broke apart like it just minimized like the tripping error. It was the first console that let you like upload your music to a hard drive and let you play that back during a game. I forgot about that, which is awesome. Was,
3: that is so cool. Was that the the point of the the joint attachment?
2: Uh, yes, from from what I can tell, that was the closest thing.
3: Like, I was I think, always confused I think it was about that, that too.
2: I think it was that, and I think you could also plug into like a USB, so you can in theory use it for PC gaming. Oh. okay. Uh, so like it, it changed like the actual drive like and Seth mentioned like you can hack it pretty relatively easy like there's a couple games you can use to exploit and then like run custom firmware on there I'm actually looking into like swapping out the, uh, the SATA drive on it putting in a two terabyte and just like figuring out a way to actually back up my my Xbox games because disc rot is a huge concern for me and I've got like a big library of games that I bought since but like God, there's just so many cool things. It was like the best DVD player, like no offense to PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 is like the first cheap DVD player, but I thought Xbox was like a legitimately better DVD player, uh, even though like the disc drive, the rubber bands have a tendency to snap. So if you have an original Xbox where like the disc drive won't stick out, it's not the console's broken. You need to like actually open it up and replace the bands. There's just so many cool things about it. And like for all intents and purposes, it's basically the, the Dreamcast 2, right? Like, there was so yep. much Sega support. And it just did everything that Dreamcast did. It just dialed it up to eleven. And like it just had so much support from Western developers. It just wasn't really available on GameCube. It was the most powerful system of the era. GameCube was two. PlayStation 2 was was the third most powerful at the time. It was the first HD console, right? Because it had like 720p or 40p output like from the there was like an adapter that lets you put in like RGB cables. Like it was just such a cool, cool device.
4: I will say this before we, we head off is um, we were talking about this online. I forget. I think it was maybe last night or when we were playing. Oh, I know when we were playing um, Forza is I spent a lot of time playing Rally Sport Challenge. Like that was one of my gems also. And I was hoping that it would make it on the list, but I knew when I, you know, yesterday when there was the, a new list, I had a feeling that those two games were not going to be on the list. And I think a lot of it has to do with the music, because um, there's a lot of like just regular songs on that. So from what I remember, copyright crap. Yeah, Star Wars
2: Starfighter Special Edition. That was the third game I bought. Just remembered.
4: Nice.
0: All right. Well, George, I know you've got a, a quick little segment to, to end us off. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Seth, since you've been gone, we started doing this thing. Uh, we started doing it. We've done this literally once. Yeah, it's been one time. It's been one time. <laughs> uh, but we started doing what I like to call best of the best, where there we pick up game franchise. And uh, through all of its releases, we pick we figure out like what was the best game in that franchise. So, for example, we did Call of Duty. We decided Black Ops was the best one in the franchise. We did Kill, we'd Killzone. We decided that uh, Killzone Mercenary was the best in the franchise. Halo, uh, I think we overrode Austin and made it Reach. Yeah. Uh, for Telltale, style, uh, just for the campaign. Ooh. It's the best campaign. Oh, man. It's the best campaign. Um, oh. For Telltale Games, we did Tales from the Borderlands as, like, the number one Telltale oh. game. And for 3D Mario, we settled on Galaxy being the best one.
0: Okay, hold on. Before we go any further, though, we look. Seth is an expert RPG master. He has to be the tiebreaker for the Persona one because right now, as it stands, Elijah and I. Elijah said uh, Seth. Elijah said Persona Four is the best in the series, and I said Five. Where do you stand? Oh, easy okay of course okay, okay so five wins It's not
3: even close it's, it sucks to it, it, beat you it's Elijah. not even close it's not even it's not even close it's not even fair because persona 5 came out like a decade and a half later but it, it's not even no it's not even close no five beats four in every possible way yeah thank you thank you all
0: right that's all i wanted to know
2: cool all right so we're gonna do that for a couple
1: of games right now um guys what is the best kingdom hearts game two yeah two i agree with two Coach, any input?
4: Never played the series. Okay. All right. It's Keep two going. with a
1: close follow up by Birth by Sleep.
4: All yeah, right. I never played uh, Birth by Sleep.
1: But... All right, guys. What is the best Uncharted game? Two. Oh. No. Uh, three. 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 Yeah,
4: I me say three. I played one and two, but um, well, parts of two. So I will have to say one. Yeah, two and,
3: three, like, 2 and 3 are essentially the same game. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're, yeah they're except 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 3 is good. Um
1: I oh yeah, you disgust yeah, human. I, I
2: said it. Um what is the best uh no I can't do this one without Elijah. elijah's going to be mad. Uh so I'm going to skip ahead. Uh what is the
1: best Star Fox game?
0: 64. Star Fox.
1: It's got to be 64, I'd say
0: 64 right? instantly. Yeah. No way it's not. Coach would you agree?
4: Yeah, I mean, sixty-four. It has to be.
3: What about the one that came out like two years ago
4: on the Wii U? We don't. We don't remember um, that one. One of the most one of the most banned <laughs> games of all time. Yeah. I mean, like as the it's just the controls. Like it's it played good, and then all of a sudden now you have to get into and that's just Miyamoto saying we are going to force the gamepad down. Physical your fitness. On this game. <laughs> right <laughs> so it's just like yeah they they screwed the pooch
2: on that one they did they did um gears of war what is the best gears of war
4: Ooh, two easy i two. say two is i two. say two also three remember when we were playing three it was like okay can we just get through this like three i didn't like three as much seth, as seth is over here thinking Ooh. one gears one.
0: one
2: one is one is great one is a great game uh gears I would, I think yeah it was really good until the final boss fight when you're like fighting the the brood queen or whoever she i was think on gears
3: monster. one maybe one of the most unique experiences i have where i sat down with my buddy and we played it all night co-op side by side and that game was built like that it was just made so well for co-op
0: yeah 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 i i would definitely put one right below two for me like barely yeah that two is Two is awesome though, two is so
2: much
4: fun. And by the yeah. way, the uh, the the re I guess the remastered edition of what was the ultimate edition? Yeah, the ultimate edition got that 60 uh, frames 60 per second. FPS. Was... Oh man,
2: dude, I played through with Fabio, I played through one, two, and three back to back to back, and it was just awesome. It was so good.
4: It, oh. it, they're good games, but I will say that control when you're running, it's like it's a it's the roadie roadie run
2: yeah yeah Yeah.
4: now four they fixed it and then from what i played of five um it feels a lot different and better so uh coalition i guess that's the name of the company now Um, they were able to, to to make it work a little bit better
2: all right last game of uh this edition of best of the best uh street fighter what is the best street fighter game
0: Okay, Seth, you're going to have to carry us on
2: this one because I have no idea. I've got, I've got two possible answers. I'm torn between two.
3: This is, this is a very hard question because depending on who you ask... It's a
2: personal question. It's a very personal.
3: Yeah. See, for me, my favorite Street Fighter is four.
2: That was my first answer. Yeah.
3: But a real Street Fighter fan, I think, would say like Alpha 3.
2: That was my second answer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I think the best one is probably Alpha Three, but my personal favorite is Four. But
1: that doesn't—that's not d- the I'm, question.
2: I'm, no, I mean it kind of is. Where, like, this—the idea behind this was like Frameskip Skip putting a stamp on the best game of the series, like what we think is the best game of the series. Not what anyone else thinks. Not what not what they think. Street Fighter Four is like some of the most fun college memories I have. Yes, from like freshman year because that game came out my freshman year of college. I remember just going to upperclassmen's apartments downtown, trying to get like a friend's older brother to buy us beer and just playing Street Fighter, <laughs> like yes. waiting for someone to come back with booze for us. God, Street Fighter Four, incredible game.
3: But see, that's the problem because I think I think Alpha Three is mechanically way better well, i mean I deeper
2: yeah but i'd rather play marvel vs. capcom 2 than like any of these games you know but yeah, like that's the, fair. uh all right i'm i'm putting in street fighter 4 slash ultra
0: because that you know whatever
3: all right i'm fine with that i'm fine with that street fighter 4 slash ultra it's more fun all right
0: now i will say it's fascinating that they put that game on the 3ds of all things
2: Yes, I'm I'm dying to get a version of that game because like they put like the super moves like on the touch screen so you can just like press yeah. a button and do a Hadouken. Um, yeah, incredible stuff. I would the love baby to mode. play the, the yeah. baby version of that game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one I can play, George. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. To, uh, awful. We'll awful do it. will do it ad hoc
3: next time. Uh, next time I see you. Wait, did again. you did you not play Injustice when you were having that like big? I
0: Injustice did, and I got demolished by you all. Yeah. <laughs> Man. dude i'm awful at fighting games absolutely terrible i can't do it right, i so remember look. i
3: practiced for months and then pedro slowly started creeping up on me in <laughs> that day and i was like no i can't let this happen
0: because he had like never but, played it prior to that right uh, wasn't that like his no. first time playing it yeah man
2: the first time i ever played injustice i like i flew i just moved to los angeles and within three weeks i flew up to san francisco because it was podcast beyond 300 and I got wasted at a bar that I could not remember the name of until I moved back to San Francisco and got wasted in a bar. And I was like, I've been here
4: before. I recognize <laughs> these walls. Uh, but I
2: got drunk with a whole bunch of people that I met at Podcast Beyond 300. And like we went back to their apartment nearby. And we played Injustice on Wii U for hours. <laughs> 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 until, like, until like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: See, that's why Wii U was a great system. You see, have memories I, like that, George. I don't
2: even know if it was like the night of Podcast Beyond 300 or if it was like a mixer the night before for the people who had like flown in for Podcast Beyond 300. The bar was Rec Room, uh, which is like right next to Soda Popinski's, which is like a bar they've talked about on the podcast several times and just like an awesome, awesome bar. Uh, but Rec Room led to a lot of fun injustice. And the first time I played a Wii U, I was just like, you know, this thing's not that bad. <laughs> which I would later get drunk and then buy one in Hollywood. Right. Uh, just so like up. Just so like a play, you know, a half hour of earthbound. Cause that seemed like a good idea at the time.
0: All right, guys. Well, we will wrap it up there then. Thank you all for, for listening to us, Seth. Thank you for your return. You're welcome. And
3: I just want to say the fact that you guys chose tales from the borderlands over telltale Batman is actually insulting to my character.
2: Did you play season two of Batman? Yeah, I didn't. So Did that w- so that was like one I couldn't compare it to. Batman was really good. I just thought that like I don't know, Borderlands felt like Cowboy Bebop, the video game.
3: Yeah, that that was it's it's one of the best interpretations of Batman of all time. Is
2: okay. So is, well, that, is that why you left the podcast? <laughs> I was going to say Seth is so
0: <laughs> deeply offended that he's never coming back. Yeah, I'll see, you, so next, that's see what ne- I've you next
2: year, bud. It's been fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Thank you all for listening. Of course, if you're this far in, you already know, but we're available on pretty much anything. But you know, who may not know that, your friends, please <laughs> share us with them and, and tell them where to find us if they like video games and telltale Batman. Maybe they will listen and and yeah. never listen again, you know? And I'll tell so you I'm what, if very uh upset. if this
2: episode has more than like our average listener count, I'll record a special a special episode with Seth where we just trash each other's uh, stupid opinions on things. Uh, I know oh my God. we've got a lot of opinions on movies that we disagree with on each other. And if you just want to hear two friends go at it like nine rounds in, in the octagon, um, you let's gotta just, cut me. Yeah, let's just let's get this average. Uh, this episode, I'm not asking for like a lot. I just want like a higher average listener count compared to other episodes. And then you'll hear just Seth and I go nine rounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, here you know what? I'll, I'll I'll raise the stakes even more if if this happens. I will let it be an explicit podcast. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's, thank that's you. That's gloves off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no holds barred, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, you can find us on social media. Frame skip itself is is everywhere. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Frameskip Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash frameskip pod. You can find us each individually. I am at Austin J L R. George is at purple Six one six. That's a me coach is at frame. Skip pod as well. Seth, you are at Seth, the nineties kid, right?
3: That's right. Don't yeah, fo- I'm glad I remembered.
0: Don't follow him. Don't follow him. Don't follow <laughs> him. <laughs> and then Elijah, who is not here tonight, um, who unfortunately was um, attacked by some ravenous. D- dinosaurs, bears. Dino Bears, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dino Bears. He's he is that Loco Lizard Man. What a so way to go! Find him there. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening, and and don't forget, Persona Five is better than Persona Four.
3: Yeah, it's not even a discussion.